So I don't know if you would get the same kind of results, number one, merely from watching the movie, Mm -hmm. and number two, if you didn't have some questions that were um, offered to you to help you focus on what to look for. Right. However, that being said, if the couple said, gee, you know, I noticed that that, um, the wife was doing so-and-so, and and I realized that sometimes I do that, you know, does that bother you? Um, And then, you know, the spout, you know, having a meaningful discussion afterwards, or these are some of the feelings that I have as well that were brought up in the movie. So it would have to be a discussion that really tackled um, the issues that were brought up in the movie and how it related to their marriage in Mm. order for it to really have true benefit. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss a new study out that suggests that watching romantic movies might actually substitute therapy. But there is a catch. Find out what it is. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchedmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the brilliant, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. You know, I only keep doing these podcasts because of that beautiful introduction (laughs) that you give me. Well, then I will keep doing them as long well, as I okay. keep you coming back. Um, so I'm very excited today because we are going to talk about um, a new study out of the University of Rochester that essentially said that watching romance movies is um, on par with uh, marriage counseling programs. Um So more specifically, so the University of Rochester uh, did a study that involved 174 couples, uh, and they are saying that this is the first long-term investigation that would that compares different types of early marriage intervention programs. So I think that's a key part of this too, is this is early marriage intervention. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what they say is that watching and then discussing movies about relationships with your partner is as effective in lowering divorce rates as other more intensive early marriage counseling programs. So first question, does that sound legit to you? Well, you know, I I think people who listen to this podcast know that I get the questions beforehand. And initially, my first response was, really? But then I thought about it and I said, oh, wait a minute. I do see that there would be value um, on on two ends. One is that not only are they watching the movies, but they're discussing it. And we'll have to talk about the discussion aspect of it a little bit more. But the other, 
and I may have a lot of colleagues shoot me about this, but we do have uh, research that indicates that unfortunately, a lot of times when couples go for marital counseling, their marriages actually get worse. So, yeah. So why can I ask really quickly? Why is that? Okay. So part of that is because doing marital counseling is very different than doing individual counseling. Yet a lot of therapists will say, oh yes, I can do marriage counseling, but they're not really trained to do marriage counseling. Um, And so People go and they try to get help and the methodology that's used or the techniques or interventions that are used aren't really helpful and they end up um, not really getting what they need and their marriages end up suffering for it. So is it, so, is it kind of like um, they go to counseling, they open up this can of worms, but they're not given yeah. the right tool set to solve the problem? Yes, okay. yes. Absolutely. Okay. So certainly if they're getting bad counseling, then why wouldn't a movie that talks about marriage, you know, or that deals with marital problems and then a healthy discussion afterwards be just as good? So yeah, it does seem legitimate to me. Okay. Um, one other, yeah. Uh, before I move on to the second question, did you have anything else you want to add? I feel like I might've cut you off. Uh, no, you didn't no. cut me off, okay. but I'm trying to – well, I just realized as I look at the questions, we – the questions do not discuss um, the kind of conversation right. the couple has afterwards. So you know how you at the end you always ask me, do I have anything more to say? So I'm going to take that question now. I was honestly – I uh, intentionally uh, omitted that from the series of questions to kind of give you that softball for the end. So I'm glad you caught that. Okay, so I think that merely watching the movie isn't going to be enough. I think that having a meaningful discussion afterwards is what's important. Um, Now, I read the study also, and what what the researchers who ran the study did is they gave um, guidelines and questions to the participants, which obviously would be even more beneficial than couples who did this on their own. So I don't know if you would get the same kind of results, number one, merely from watching the movie, Mm -hmm. and number two, if you didn't have some questions that were um, offered to you to help you focus on what to look for. However, that being said, If the couple said, gee, you know, I noticed that that, um, the wife was doing so-and-so, and and I realized that sometimes I do that, you know, does that bother you? Um, And then, you know, the spout, you know, having a meaningful discussion afterwards, or these are some of the feelings that I have as well that were brought up in the movie. So it would have to be a discussion that really tackled um, the issues that were brought up in the movie and how it related to their marriage in Mm -hmm. order for it to really have true benefit. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Not just the night out at the movies and, you know, eating some popcorn. Right. And then I I wanted to throw in there too, one of the things that they specified in addition to the counselors providing a series of questions to to help navigate the conversation. One, Mm -hmm. I, I, I am curious as to whether or not the questions 
um, were uh, specific to the movie that they watched and the issues brought up within that specific Mm -hmm. movie or if they were just general Mm -hmm. broad relationship questions. Um, But the other thing is that they mentioned the specific amount of time that they spent in conversation. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they mentioned um, they encouraged 45 minutes of discussion after the movie. Which mm-hmm. is different than going to a movie, walking out of the theater and being like, what do you think? Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, that relationship's so ridiculous. I right. know. And then you get in the car and go home. So, Correct. Uh, Correct. I wanted to mention that. Yeah. So, you know, very often when studies are done, at the end they say, um, the results we found were for this population um, living in this area, blah, 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 blah. But further studies have to be done on the following factors. And perhaps one of the uh, things that they'd want to look at is the difference between couples who merely watch a movie Mm. Couples who, um, you know, have a short discussion on their own and couples who have, you know, a 45 minute discussion and maybe even a fourth group of couples who have guided questions. You know, like a lot of times in a book club, um, there are questions that come at the end of the book to guide a discussion about the book. So I think there might be a variation in the kind of results you'd get based Based on those different types of situations that I just outlined. Right. And, you know, I, the, the more I think of this and if the effectiveness is um, studied more thoroughly and we recognize it, I'm just like, God, it kind of, it would be kind of cool if you had like movie based therapy where it's like, okay, watch this one, watch this movie. And then here are the questions that relate to these relationship issues mm-hmm. brought up and then so on mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. Um, so one of the results found that newlyweds saw their three-year divorce rate slashed in half when they talked about five movies in one month. So do you think there's any significance to that number of movies? So one of the things – so I did a little math, and if we just assume that the movies are 90 minutes apiece, mm-hmm. uh, five movies, that's – it's technically seven and a half hours. So it's close to eight hours of relationship-based mm-hmm. content per month plus the 45 minutes of conversation after. Do you think that amount of time is significant? Like, could they have it? Absolutely. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, what we've often said in our podcasts is make time for each other. So here, they're making time for each other in in a way that probably a lot of, especially men, find more appealing than being dragged to a therapist's office. And they're now also engaged in conversation. And they have been shown um, some role models, either positive or negative, in a way that they're not being personally attacked. It is an objective third party, so to speak, through a movie. Mm-hmm. That's a great. So point. I think, yeah, yeah. So I think that absolutely uh, having to do this several times a month uh, is, is a factor in making this be effective. And and I like that you pointed out that it kind of forces them to sit down together for at least a minimum of eight hours just for the movies themselves. So mm-hmm. that's you know that's time together that couples may not be spending together. So mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting aspect of it. Um, another finding showed that talking about the movies redu- reduced the vo- divorce rate for those couples from twenty four to eleven percent after three years. And so like for me that seemed like really significant. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it, like, is this something that you think you could technically prescribe to people in the future? 
Yes, absolutely. I would include it. Um, I sometimes tell couples, you know what? Therapy is expensive. Um, I would just assume that next week you use the money that you're using for the session and go out and have a date. And then we talk about what the date should be, um, because I think there's a lot of value in you know, spending time, having fun. In this case, you know, really having a very good discussion. And I would have no objection to doing this adjunctively or in addition to therapy or instead of therapy. I mean, you know, I may be putting myself out of business, but who cares as long as couples are getting the help they need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, I feel like you and I have both talked about this is we kind of wish some of our resources weren't necessary because that means right. the population as a whole would be doing much better off. So, um, right. Do you think, uh, that movies in particular hold a different power than say reading two or three relationship books or browsing relationship websites such as Hitch or, uh, listening to this podcast every week? Is it something about movies? Yeah, I think that movies are probably seen as more benign, uh, more enjoyable. And as I mentioned before, you know, you're not being dragged to a therapist's office, which is being seen as, you know, oh, we have a problem. There's still a stigma about therapy. Um, and like, oh, I have to read a relationship book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really seen as entertainment. Uh, so I think it probably is much more acceptable and palatable, and I'm going to say again, and I know I'm being stereotypical here, um, more so to men. Uh, so I, I do think that it probably does have a different influence or power, as you phrased it. Yeah. What What if the books, the relationship books, weren't technically, you know, quote-unquote relationship books, but they were more fictional books that kind of had the same narratives that some of these movies had? Do you think that would matter if it was more, if it was considered enjoyable reading and it just so happened to have a series of questions at the end of them? If it was like you mentioned the book club example earlier, if, if this mm-hmm. was say, um, if the book club focused exclusively on relationship books and they had this kind of discussion, except it was like a couple's book club for, for mm-hmm. I suppose that's not a bad idea. Um, I think that. Again, this is just my opinion. I have no idea if I'm right. I think that it's easier to persuade a guy to go see a movie than to get him to read a book. Uh, And a relationship book, uh, you know, a romance book, like, really? (laughs) You know, you want me to read a romance book? I'm not going to bother with that. So um, I I think there's a lot to be said here for for this concept. Yeah, I've never heard of it before this study. Yeah, no, that's fair, too. I, I, I... Uh, agree with you on on those points. Um, okay, so then I'm, I'm really bummed, actually. So the researchers offered, cup, offered couples a list of 47 movies to watch mm-hmm. with intimate relationships as a major plot focus. So I tried to... So they had a link to a PDF of the list mm-hmm. of movies, and the link was down. It was not working. So I'm super bummed about not being able to see what movies they actually had the couples watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just figured I would ask you, what do you, what movies do you think, or, you know, if you can think of like one or two that you think either were on that list or should have been on that list, or you would consider, you know, throwing into a future study that, you know, might make the list in the future. Um, this is an oldie, but I think it has a really strong impact. The Day of Wine and Roses. Um 
it's not it's I don't even know that you would watch that and say oh this is a romance book but it certainly tackles um codependency in a couple uh it's about um I don't want to give the movie away it's about um an alcoholic um and the other couple, the other person in the couple being influenced by the first person's addiction. Mm. Um, but it's a very powerful movie. So I would certainly recommend that. Um, I think The Notebook is an absolutely beautiful movie um, and really speaks to um, connection between a couple. Uh, so that's one of my all-time favorites as far as a, um, you know, a, a really powerful movie. I mean, I guess I could be corny and say um, love story, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I do find that very corny. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of movies that are out there. But again, I think the most significant thing is to be able to watch the movie and then say, you know, what did you think of that trait? You know, how did you relate to it? If that, if, if that was going on with us, you know, how would it make you feel? Because it's getting the dialogue and the communication going and it's not personal. You're talking about a movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, as I said a moment ago, I've never heard of doing this, but I, I really think it's a very, um, a very good intervention. Yeah. I love it. Um, as I asked you that question, I thought, oh, shoot, I should probably have one, too. And I can't. So you're, you might laugh. Yeah. Um, because I can't I couldn't really think of anything right off the top of my head. But the one that honestly kept sticking in my head was Rocky, which a lot of people don't realize was a love story. Sure, it was. Sure, it was. So, yeah. If you're trying yeah. to, you know, persuade your man to watch a movie with that, you know, with the, knowing that you might want to have a conversation afterwards, maybe that's the one to get him into it. Um, and I've I've seen some of the ones that you recommended, by the way. So, um, OK, <laughs> we've already covered the one last thing, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, and so with that, we will wrap this one up. Um, this was this was a fun one. I'm actually um, really glad that, uh, you know, people do studies like this because. One of the things, and I've talked about this a lot over the years with Hitched, is like we, yes, it's, you know, I, I recognize that some of the content can be a little dry in nature, um, but we, we try like really hard not to, to make sure that it's not all dry and that it can be very conversational and it can some of, sometimes be fun. And so I feel like this is a, a very approachable way to boost your relationship and to increase its resiliency, um, by watching movies. So I'm, I'm really happy that the, the fine people at the university of Rochester took a look at this. So thank yeah, you. Thank you. Absolutely. Researchers. Absolutely. You know, also, I just had another thought. I, I know that we said we were done, but I just had another thought. Um, I can't think of any movie off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are movies that show the effects of divorce on children. Mm. And I think that that would probably be a good movie to watch also. <laughs> the um, only thing I could think of is Parent Trap, but I know that's not <laughs> a good one. <laughs> okay. What um, was the movie that was yours, mine, and ours? Because that's a good thing about for uh, blending families. Mm, I don't know. 
I really should have like gone through my catalog of my relationship movies. We have, um, I'm trying to think if we've ever done a list on our website about like top relationship movies. And I don't think we ever have. We just, um, we're recording this right around the holiday season and we do have <laughs> a top, uh, 10 Christmas list movie. Um, uh-huh. but I think we should, you know, so, okay. So I'm going to take a step back one more time here. So when we first launched the website, um, we had, I had this idea of actually putting together a best movies for relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was going to be predicated on going through all the best picture nominees throughout all of history. Um, That's some task. (laughs) And what, right. And then watching every single one of them and then rating them on this like proprietary formula that I had concocted of, Uh you know, proper relationship skills, communication, resolving Mm -hmm. of conflict, like all these different, like very wonkiest relationship Uh things. Um, And it, it just never like the, the time and energy that I needed to put into it. And I had a couple people at the time helping me with it. Um, it was just like too overwhelming um, because yeah, you don't I realize, yeah, like, and you don't realize that like way back in the day in like the forties or whenever it's like the Oscars started, there was like 12 nominees for best picture, uh, you know, and then it like whittled down to like five and now it's back up to 10 again, but it was a lot. And uh, anyways, it was like a, a very interesting experiment to partake in. And maybe one of these days I'll revisit it, but you know, I got to see some like really cool flicks like Millennium Falcon. And anyways, it was, it was, uh, it's very interesting, but there was, there was one that I was just like, Oh my God, this movie is crazy. Um, seven, I think it's called seven brides for seven brothers or, Oh my God. I saw that when I was a little girl. Yes. So that movie is bonkers. That's an old movie. I know. That's a, <laughs> I saw it as a little girl. I'm telling you, that's the kind of deep research I was doing. And that movie, it's like these brothers come into a town and essentially just kidnap these women. And anyways, it, it's kind of fun to go back and watch these old, like really, really old movies uh, and how things were depicted and what was uh, socially acceptable. And uh-huh. anyways... It's really fascinating, but maybe I'll maybe I'll do that again or attempt to do a, a cheap version of it and then do the real my my dream version of it sometime in the future. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, thank you guys for <laughs> sticking with that. Um, and uh, this was fun. And until next time, thank you so much, Karen. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Uh, and before we go, I do want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information and much more at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, we have links to all of her stuff on our website, hitchmag.com, as well as our entire past archive of podcasts, thousands of articles, newsletter, and much, much more. So hopefully you check that out. Again, hitchmag.com. So that's going to do it for us this week. Until next time, take care, everybody. 